0: We should always prioritize um, God's desires first. And of course, since he made us, mm-hmm. he will most likely use our talents to promote what he wants as well. But we should never think this is what I want. I'm going to run for it, even if it is a good thing, because nothing is good if it's not what God's telling you to do.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the things
2: you don't hear in church pockets. My name is Ethan and my name is Dari, and guys. Every time. If you haven't, go check us out on all our social media platforms. We're everywhere. Um, Rumble a little bit. TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. We do shorts, reels, TikToks, long form, short form. Anything you could want. Mm -hmm. Uh, Patreon, anything you guys want to support, we'd love to have you. Um, We'd love to hear your feedback as well. If you ever have episode ideas, um, or guests that you wanna have on, topics you wanna to hear. We'd love to hear from you. Um, so you can do that at pretty much any one of our platforms as well. DM us, we'd love to hear from you. So with that, we'll get into the show. Yeah, so
1: today we have a really cool guest on. Her name is Essie and she is quite the um, Christian influence you might say on TikTok. Yeah. She has 142,000 followers, a lot of insightful thoughts that help out a lot of people. And we reached out to her because she made a TikTok about dying to self that had some points that me and Daria were kind of like, oh, I don't know about that, mate, but we agreed at that point. But, and let, so we reached out and said, let's have her on yeah. and, and to discuss this. So, with that, we'll bring her in and yeah, we'll have you, Essie. Thank you for coming on the show. Do you want to share anything about yourself? We know you just started a podcast, mm-hmm. your TikTok, any other platforms you're on.
0: Sure. Yeah. I'm on TikTok as sc.r.lee and I've been posting for. A little bit over a year, a couple months over a year just to do my discipleship because I'm a stay-at-home mom, and mm. I am not a social butterfly, so I went to just reach home. <laughs> uh, and it's really been crazy. God's really blessed it, and um, I don't really know where he's taking me, but I'm mm. excited to go, and I'm also on YouTube at Biblical Studies of the Strangest Kind, mm. um, and I have a Patreon, too, and a podcast with my sister, author Heather Renee um, She's also on TikTok, but we just talk about um, Bible topics at a hmm. uh, podcast on Spotify called The Fireproof Gals. The
1: Fireproof, the Fireproof Gals. Gals. Yeah, nice. guys, so go yes. pause this, go subscribe to her, and then come back and keep listening. Mm, yeah. And then- I'm sure we'll have the link yeah.
2: in on the notes. And oh, I'll yeah. We'll
1: we'll link too. us all below. You guys can go find it. Yeah. 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 What,
2: so, okay. Oh what has that been like for you, like, just in the last year, kind of- going from starting making videos, and having a pretty good following. And you said like before, now really like a social butterfly, but now you have all these people probably trying to talk to you and DM you, or stitch you, all that kind of stuff. What's that like?
0: Um, it's been exciting and cool. Like I think I, I decided to do it. I guess I've been sticking or trying to do something um, online video wise with YouTube and stuff for like four years. Cool. YouTube kicked my butt. Hope it doesn't kick yours, but um, <laughs> It sucked, so I just got on TikTok just to you know spread the word. Like no goals, really, just do it for God. And mm. I think within two or three weeks of posting at least a video a day, my God, I got one that was like not related really to the Bible about flat Earth. It hit two and a half million views, and it was like I got twenty five thousand followers in wow. a week or two. And it was Holy like, oh, not people listening.
1: <laughs> what did yeah. you say about flat Earth? Did you uh-huh. defend it? Did you attack it? Did you say, I, Hey,
0: you-? I, I'm not a flat earther, okay. <laughs> um, cool. but I attacked ne- it ne- with most, which is why it, I don't know. I probably would have got more followers if I attacked it with the Bible because hmm. my channel is about the Bible, not science. So, hmm. but anyway, it's been cool. It's been great. I, um, my sister started TikTok probably six months ago. She has more followers than me. It's wow. I taught her how to, yeah. Um, but it's just really, it's really cool where God's taking it. I don't really know where we're going.
2: That's awesome. And you get to meet so many cool people, even like on this road too. Like we've met so many people we've been able to interview with the podcast mm-hmm. and invited on that we never mm-hmm. thought we'd be able to talk to. Even people we would have like looked up to and considered like, I mean, people who've written really awesome books and like get referenced in college courses and stuff. It's like you meet just so many random people and you also learn about a lot of ministries you never would have learned about otherwise. So it's really like an awesome journey to be doing something like this. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, I think
1: it's really cool because there's such a there's such a strong Christian community on TikTok, which I think is really encouraging mm-hmm. where there's so many people who are so well educated like yourself and there's I don't know if you're familiar with Robin Scholes or John the Messenger, mm-hmm. like uh, previous guests we've had on who also have those followings on TikTok. There's Marcel who has yeah. the uh, study project 215. And just like, yeah, all these people have been able to talk to and become friends with through just social media. Yeah. You know, it's it's such a mm-hmm. blessing. Gotta love the kingdom of
2: God. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's jump into it. We can mm-hmm. play the, the TikTok and then start talking about it. Yeah. Sounds good. So just to recap for everybody, um, we're talking about what dying to self is. We'll get into the TikTok, go back and forth on some points. And then at the end, we're going to talk about some practical application. But with that, we'll jump into it real quick.
0: You and I, although we really suck at this, should act like we're dead. Dying to self, what does it mean and how do we do it? Well, it means what it literally says. We don't have desires, we don't have plans, and we're just here obeying. It's like our humanness has died, and now we are resurrected as spiritual creatures that talk to God and bring him to Earth. Oh wait, that's exactly what we're actually doing! Now, obviously, you and I are horrible at this because we love to be in control, but that should be the goal. If the person that I am is so disgusting and perverted that I deserve to go to hell, I don't want to have any sort of personhood. We are a canvas ready to be painted by the Lord so that we can be seen by everyone what he wants to have us display. But don't worry, this does not happen quickly or easily. This process is pretty much taking little chips out of yourself and giving it up. Eventually there will be none of you left.
2: So first question is where do you find all of these pictures mm-hmm. and how can I find them? Yeah, <laughs> I was I was going to make the same cool point. Ones. I was going to say your TikToks are so
1: entertaining because there's always these cool backgrounds that are flipping I'm through. I'm not even listening. I'm
2: just thinking about what is the fantasy <laughs> book she bought she got these oh, pictures. How, where does she get this? <laughs> I want these.
0: <laughs> um interest. They have like deep in art posts interest. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, and it's a landscape. So I don't oh, have to really? like, a lot of pictures or or no it's all portraits it's a portrait, right,
2: right right so. yeah, yeah, yeah
0: yeah so it's really easy
2: mm-hmm. wow that's cool do you do that for all of your videos
0: not all of them i'm trying to get away from it just because i'm sick and tired of doing it and my <laughs> phone's full of pictures nice um well like like i probably do probably five out of the seven a week mm. are like that because mm-hmm. it's what everyone's used to and TikTok's all about entertainment so it's like great pictures that's
1: mm. easy mm. it's kind of funny it just like shows it reflects our culture we're like oh pictures nice <laughs> it's like a yeah. picture book
2: <laughs> it's so fun. yeah so maybe we could have you start to explain parts of the tiktok as we go back and forth um just kind of go more in depth into what we mean when we talk about dying to the self and stuff like that the first thing you mentioned is that um we shouldn't have any desires could you like expound on that a little bit more for us like you said at the beginning of the tiktok um but yeah. what do you mean by that exactly? Yeah.
0: Um, obviously, we do have desires and stuff, but I, I guess what I'm talking about there is fleshly desires. Um. Mm. Gosh, there's a fly. Sorry. Okay.
2: Um,
0: we should always want to push those away and not pursue those. Those are the only part of us basically that's not from God is mm. the sinful nature that we have. And so um, pushing those away. But as far as like, like God's given us talent, or gifts and those things may be what we still desire to do Hmm. but we should always prioritize um god's desires first and of course since he made us Hmm. he will most likely use our talents to promote what he wants as well but we should never think this is what i want i'm gonna run for it even if it is a good thing because nothing is good if it's not what god's telling you to do Hmm. um So that's what I mean, putting God first and not what you think you should do or your fleshly desires or even Mm. how you think you should serve God in the moment. Mm.
2: Mm -hmm. Do you think that there are any like neutral desires at all? Like just in thinking about the theories of desire, like clearly in Scripture, there's fleshly desires, right? And then clearly in Scripture, there's godly desires. Both times, like Paul talks about both those things in Romans. And do you think there's anything in between, though? of like just a neutral, like human desire.
0: I mean, well, I guess it makes me think of my sister. She, I feel like God micromanages her life because not, he doesn't, she likes it. It's good for her, but (laughs) he... He tells her to do such specific things, like, throughout the day and stuff. And for him and I, it's more of, like, he's quiet until I'm wrong in what I'm doing. And then Mm. he says something. So, And for me, I would not appreciate constantly, like, being told what Mm -hmm. to do. Um, So I think it depends on who you are. Like, there's if it doesn't go against God's plan, for me, he doesn't say anything. And, Mm. like, that's fine. But for my sister, he's just flat out telling her everything she should be doing with the day. Um, But I also thought of the verse, you know, do everything as unto the Lord. And honestly, any action we do really isn't about the action. It's about the heart. I think to answer because um, it's not about the actions. You know, sure, it could seem neutral. Doing it because people to uh, look at you and think you're so cool because that's prideful hmm. you know like stuff like that it really goes a lot deeper than just hmm. for me yeah what do you think
1: yeah well it's definitely like with the idea of desire it's the question of well actually before i start would you say you're more charismatic you're talking about like god speaks to your sister in this area so i assume because of that you sound charismatic sure okay more than okay on the same page
2: Most
1: yeah. yeah yeah, yeah so darry and i were talking about this a couple of weeks ago and just the idea of like, yeah, do we have to ask God about everything we want to do? So for instance, maybe Hmm. a desire of mine is to have a family, right? I just got married last year. Maybe I want to have a family. Now, is that desire something that I have to ask God about? Like, God, is it your will that I have a family? Hmm. Or is it just a good desire that I should go for? And I would say, well, you should just have a family. You know, the Bible says that the children are like arrows in, a, in the quiver, you know? And so it's kind of like it's a good, the Bible has a lot to say about good things mm-hmm. in the family. So let's say go for it. Or, oh, I really want to go out on Friday night with my friends. I have that desire. And should I say, oh, it's a fleshly desire. I won't go out on Friday night. Or maybe I'll ask God if I can go out on Friday night. Because I think some people hear that idea of we can have no desires and then flip it on everything they want is bad unless God says it's okay. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I would think that it's not that everything you want is bad. Sure. There's things that you want are bad. Like if you're like, I want to be a public speaker because I want people or a pastor. Cause I want people to think I'm so awesome. Mm. It's like, yeah, well you don't care about anyone but yourself in this scenario. You mm-hmm. should not be a pastor. That's ungodly. But if you were like just burning with like love for people, you want to be a pastor and that's the way you do it. That's a good thing. You know, Bible says like if you follow the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. And so mm-hmm. there is that dichotomy of good desires and bad desires. And, I don't think we should just throw out desire as a whole and villainize it does that make sense
0: i totally get what you're saying and that more clarity would be helpful based off what i said it's difficult because as you've experienced it's hard to rank or get the algorithm to push your videos so i try to be as concise and short and mm. choppy as possible so yes sometimes on tiktok i'm not as clear as I'd like to be but um yeah I see what you're saying.
2: Hmm. Mm -hmm. For me, I've had this conversation so many times with people and I feel like instead of saying desires I think it's more helpful to talk about decisions that Mm -hmm. people make because often when we're talking about a desire of something there's a decision to be made you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and so really what it boils down to is how minuscule in your decisions are you going to uh wait for God to speak in You know what I mean? Are you going to only do big ones, like what job you have, who you marry, and you're not going to make decisions until God gives you the desire, like from him, like gives you the word, do this thing or do that thing, right? And if that's the case, then what's the next thing you're gonna trust the Lord with? Like Mm -hmm. uh the way you like drive to work or the cereal you eat, like in the morning? Or more medium things like uh, what you do with your weekend or, you know, stuff like that? What, what sport, what hobby you decide to take? Like everybody kind of has to find a line somewhere to draw. The thing for me that I think is interesting is uh, Paul talks about the new man and the old man, right? And so I think that there are not necessarily like a medium ground of desire. I think that there's desires that God gives us out of the new man he's created out of us. Uh, which is what we get when we uh, the old man dies, right? And you can talk about, is it the flesh, uh, the old man, the sinful nature, like which one is it? There's a lot of different words that are used, too. Mm-hmm. I think they're obviously not synonymous, but we kind of use them synonymously sometimes. I think there is a new man and new desires, right? And so those desires follow Scripture. And as long as, like you were saying, the things that we desire are uh, from the Lord, they're going to be following scripture. And so it doesn't necessarily have to be like, the Lord is speaking to me in my head, telling me to do this thing all the time. But in my opinion, it can be like a, like you said, I want to get married. Like this person I want to marry is a godly person and I have a godly desire and I'm following the Bible. And so I'm going to use my, hopefully, uh, new man desires to do those things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of course, always trying to include the Lord in it. But if he doesn't speak, like you're still following scripture. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of like my, my take on it a little bit.
0: Yeah, I agree with that, that um, there's godly desires that will replace your fleshly ones as you surrender, you know, you still have to, you know, Mm. die to yourself because the selfish desires are still you, you know, Mm -hmm. but um, yeah, like the verse, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. It's like, it goes hand in hand. Of course, God will give you the desires of your heart when you're delighting in him. You know, it it makes sense that way.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. uh One thing you said, because I know you only have about what twenty minutes left. You said,
0: yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. So to get to some another point, and then maybe some common ground. There was one point you made at the end of your TikTok, I believe, where you said, "Little bits of us um go away as more pieces of God get added, and we completely kind of cease to be as we are and become like Christ." Hmm. is that is that am i right with daring that quote well i can tell there's none of us left until there's none of us left yeah can you explain that a little bit because i've always looked at the christian journey as like not rejecting or destroying who we are but actually redeeming who god always intended us to be through christ so it's not that ethan ceases to exist but ethan starts to exist the way god intended
0: yeah so i think both of us are talking about the same thing we're just saying different words i just think of it that um who we were created to be is from god Mm -hmm. and so the stuff i'm talking when i say parts of us will be taken away until there's nothing left i'm talking about what we add to who god created us to be the sinful nature Mm -hmm. the imperfections of who we're supposed to be so those Mm -hmm. things as we surrender are going to be taken away because that's, you know, we're called to perfection. And even though that's impossible with Jesus, it is. And that's the whole point. So as we surrender to him, he will, um, perfect us just in perfection. Um, yeah. And it's not that we won't have any desires that are in alignment with who he created us to which is also part of our nature and character and spirit but those things are not parts of us they're parts of god because all good things are from god and it's work from him i guess is what i'm thinking that he created us and breathed the breath of life into us um so that's what i'm talking about but yes i definitely think we become a better version of ourselves in that Jesus perfects us and we are who we were created to be eventually.
2: Mm-hmm. But that that's all part of God because he created us is kind of how you're framing it though, right? Yeah,
0: like I think we're talking about the same thing. We just kind of think of it a little differently but basically, mm. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's, I figured that that was like kind of where we would land mm. and so that's why we have like these conversations but yeah, as we continue um, I'd love to get there, do you have any questions before? Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'd love to get into like practical ways the audience and ourselves can practice dying to self and you know not to be afraid of it because that sounds like a big deal like die to myself how do, how do I do that what does that mean is every part of me bad and well it depends I guess on who you are yeah but maybe we're all sinners so maybe maybe every part is is every part's tainted for sure whoever you are yeah. you know um, but yeah so how do we practice dying to self in our daily life?
0: That's a great question. I was reading, uh, CS Lewis and he talked about fasting in a way that I've never realized before. Um, he was explaining that fasting is a great way to practice, uh, self-sacrifice and dying to self and, um, you know, resisting temptation as well in a situation where it really, there's really no consequence if you give in, you know, eating food is not a sin. Mm. Um, So it helps to strengthen those spiritual muscles, if you will, um, to die to self and resist temptation and stuff like that. So that was really interesting. I never thought of it before, but Mm
2: -hmm. that would be
0: a great way to practice. And then um, for each of us, it's different. I mean, it's okay to be a baby Christian. It's okay to be a mature Christian. We're all on this journey, so. I can't really give specific examples for each person's life but if you just think of one thing that you're doing for yourself and think am I really willing to like not do that or to do it for God mm. and if the answer is no then that's a great place where you can surrender and maybe it starts in your heart like for me like I said I've been on this journey of um, making videos and honestly making an income and um, mm online hmm. and surrendering that to God, that vision, and even thinking, if I ever do get blessed with money from this, I should give it away. You know, that type hmm. of heart surrender, even though I don't even, I don't even have money from this yet. Um, is a great place to start just asking God to give you that desire hmm. that mm-hmm. you want to pursue that you don't have to see in other people you admire.
1: Yeah. That's a great starting point. Asking God, to give you the desire to die to self and then i believe god will answer that
2: hmm. yeah i think even the topic of dying to self is a pretty taboo one in today's culture that's bled into a lot of like the youth's vision of the bible and what it means to follow christ uh, we, we don't think about often what it means to die to ourselves we often just see ourselves as like the realist thing that there is our own experience right it's all about the individual our subjective truth our subjective experience all that kind of stuff. And so we're, we're taught to be so true to ourselves and so like just blatantly ourselves without being ashamed, all that kind of stuff, right? Some parts of that is good in identity in Christ when Christ is who we are, but a lot of that just ends up making us more selfish, right? And, and more individualistic and much less of what Christ would want us to look like. And so when we talk about the idea of dying to self, I think it's, it's, it's pretty... Revolutionary or, or otherworldly for a lot of people listening, because we aren't often taught today or even given examples of how we should die to ourselves. Because we're supposed to, by the world standards, usually and even just like popular culture, we're supposed to indulge ourselves. You know, we're supposed to be our the true form of ourselves and do whatever we would like to do or whatever fills us, whatever makes us happy. Um, and it's not super popular to think about of oh, dying to myself aren't my desires like who I am? Like I should fulfill my desires to be yeah. like the truest sense of, of who I am to truly fulfill myself. And so like dying to what you want is not something most people I think do, right? You work right. your whole life. And if, if you do decide to, to deny yourself in some way, it's usually just to fulfill a different desire that you can't get unless you deny yourself. I think it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it is interesting. Our culture is all
1: about like, everything's about you. You know, like, and even down to the social media algorithm, like your whole algorithm on all platforms is catered to yourself mm. and what you want. And I don't know about you guys, but I, I grew up being told you can do whatever you want and you can be whoever you want, which is true. I think a lot of people should take ownership over their life and find their passions and go after it. But yeah, it's so sneakily weaves this way in there where the idea of sacrificing things that I want and that being for my good mm. is so foreign.
2: Yeah. I think it just speaks to us being out of a community to where when we used to live in communities, it was always what's best for the community. How could I sacrifice to make this experience for everybody better, right? Like what could I do? What job do I need to like fulfill? Uh, What role should I take on? What do I need to sacrifice so that we can thrive Mm -hmm. together, right, it's always about being selfless and giving to the individual or giving to like the, the group. And now we're so individual, we move out to be on our own, uh, like we're always looking to get our own stuff and our own place and our own finances and our own dreams and visions and, and goals like achieve and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that it just becomes so much about us that it's like, why would I deny myself? The whole purpose of my life so far has been to fulfill the things that I want. Right. Mm-hmm. And it just takes us away from that like group mentality that the Bible is all about from mm-hmm. the beginning, from beginning to end. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. Any thoughts on that, I see.
0: Yeah. I mean, you think of the verse, I forget where it is, but, um, just talking about how even pagans, you know, are kind to those who are kind to them. Yeah. And it, we have, I think we'll always have as humans, we're, I guess, herd animals. <laughs> um, but we'll always have groups, or, you know, mm. our friend group or whatever. And everyone does and everyone tries. Like you're saying, we we are supposed to try to help the group. It's just that the groups that we surround ourselves with physically are smaller and smaller. Mm. And in Christianity, like the group that we're supposed to love is every living human being. And it's like, wow, that's, that's tough.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That, I mean, just loving people requires so much (laughs) dying to self all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah, praise God. It's probably, probably the easiest way you could die to yourself immediately if you need a practical example, is just think about the person that the Lord has to help you to love some days and just think about how you could be nice to them the next day or the next time you're feeling annoyed or don't have time or don't have the patience or whatever it is. Like fastest way immediately mm-hmm. to do something like that is like, how can I serve them today? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or how can I die to what, how I feel and how that maybe they're making me feel or or what they're doing to me or whatever, even if they're an, an enemy, right? You're supposed to love them. Like what's the way I can serve them today and die to what I want to do and start living to what like Christ wants me to do to this person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a
1: lot of the, uh, I don't want to do this, and then it's like, oh, well, the thing I don't want to do would actually be beneficial for someone else, I should probably do it then. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, for instance, like in a family, right, where it's like maybe your siblings are like leaving this stuff everywhere and you don't want to clean up after your siblings Mm because you're like, no, they made a mess. Or maybe you have roommates and they left the dishes out again you're like, I don't want to do this, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of cleaning up after them. But it's like, well, that's the very moment you have the opportunity to die to self because I always think of it like this. Jesus says, whatever you do to the least of these, you do to me. So if the least of these is how we treat God, then what about everybody else? You know, that's the same thing. And so if when I was single, if my roommates left dishes in the sink, I would be the one to get upset. But then I always have to remind myself, okay, Ethan, wait. If this was Jesus's dish, you would be rushing to wash it if jesus said will you do my dishes will you mow my lawn will you pick up this thing because i just i don't have time like i would never assume jesus was just being lazy you know jesus always leaves his plates out i would never think that i'd be like oh he probably was busy and didn't have time for it let me go do it for him Yeah, help him out and there's like yeah that assumption in there where we th- we have a bad assumption about the individual and therefore we don't want to serve them and so like you guys are saying it goes back to loving humanity loving the people in front of us and hmm. Probably not assuming their motives, but trying our best to, to serve them when, and, and give them the benefit of the doubt.
0: Up, uh, assuming their motives and stuff. I actually had an experience last year, and anyway, long story. But God showed me that like dying to self and all that selflessness also has to do with thinking of other people. Not even like oh, what would they enjoy or whatever. What do they want to eat? But like, does the like if someone treats you poorly, to stop. Thinking about how you feel the hurt and actually take a second to think like, well, were they, where were they? Did people raise them right? Do they even have the tools to act properly in this situation and be gracious to people? And like, it's hard to be like Jesus, knowing he knows everyone's intentions. Because I feel like it can be a lot easier and people don't intend to hurt you all the time. But taking the time, like you say, to um, not assume their intentions are completely out to get you all the time. That's totally true too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Mm, it's good. Well, thank you for coming on. As we get to the end of our show, you got a couple minutes before you got to go. We always like to ask the guests who come on when they're the first time because the show is geared for people asking questions about Christianity and the yeah, great area questioning the faith. Yeah. questioning the faith and trying to find answers. Uh, we like to ask our guests as much as they want to share or be transparent. What has been the hardest thing or hardest question you've been confronted with in your mm. faith? And what was the answer you found that helped you progress to continue in your
2: faith? Mm. And it doesn't have to be an intellectual question. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's an experience. Sometimes yeah, it's an emotional problem. It's whatever it is for you, right?
0: I mean, there's quite a few. I dabble in apologetics. Um, mm. But I think that one of the most Confusing ones to defend biblically is the topic of predestination, Mm -hmm. uh, because there's a couple verses that make it pretty confusing for people. (laughs) They're like, "Wait, what?" Um, So that Hmm. that topic, or or the touching on, um, you know, verses about how God gives our Gives us our faith and then it's faith that saves us because it's like oh look he gives it to us He chooses who has it. He doesn't want to save everybody um So that that's difficult sometimes a lot of the time people Cherry-pick verses to Mm. support what they already believe or what they want to believe Um, yeah, and i've learned over the past year that of course you have to read the bible But it's really a book to be studied because it's really in depth and everything um holds everything's hand they all everything relies on each other all the verses so you really can't cherry pick and expect to have a complete point or view of God's intention
2: mm mhm it's
1: good yeah i like that point about needing to be studied that is yeah, this takes time. It's going to take a long time and mm-hmm. we got a long time to figure it out. That's the, that's the grace part. But thank you so much for coming on. FC really appreciate it. Sorry the video didn't work out with our connection.
2: Yeah. But glad to have you on again too.
1: Yeah, maybe next time yeah. maybe, maybe later we can have you on for uh, another topic and and spend more time divulging yeah. it and or digging into it.
2: Let me-
0: mm-hmm.
1: All right. Well, everybody else, thanks for coming back. Enjoy your week. And share this podcast with someone you love. Shoots. Shoots.